No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we'll see the instructions the Lord gave Moses for the last voluntary sacrifice at the tabernacle, the peace offerings, also known as the fellowship offerings. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. I got to say, I love summer. One of the reasons I love summer is because it's barbecue season. And there's nothing better than having family and friends over for a nice barbecue. One of the things I really like is when I drive home at night and somebody is barbecuing some meat nearby. And all I can think about is dinner. Well, imagine what it would be like if you could have a barbecue with God. Because that's pretty much what it comes down to when we look at the next offering that was offered at the tabernacle. It was the peace offering or the fellowship offering. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 3. When his offering is a sacrifice of a peace offering, if he offers it of the herd, whether male or female, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. And he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering. And kill it at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall sprinkle the blood all around on the altar. Then he shall offer from the sacrifice of the peace offerings an offering made by fire to the Lord, the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks, and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys he shall remove." And Aaron's sons shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt sacrifice, which is on the wood that is on the fire, as an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Now, so far we have covered two out of the five Levitical offerings. There was the burnt offering and the grain offering. And they were offered every morning and evening for the nation. But when we come now to the peace offering, this was purely optional and voluntary. There were no regular scheduled daily peace offerings. The peace offering could be associated with confession, although it was not the sin offering. It could also be associated with keeping a vow after God had answered a specific prayer. Very often, it was simply a free will offering as a person wanted to express gratitude to God and have fellowship with God. The most unique element of the peace offering was that the animal was divided between the Lord, the priest, and the offerer. It would be followed by a festive meal. The idea was one of joy and thanksgiving in the provision of the Lord. and In a sense, it was like sharing your barbecue with God. That is why it was also known as the fellowship offering. It's a celebration of the peace and fellowship that the worshiper had with the Lord. Now, when we get to chapter 17, we will see that every time the Israelites slaughtered an animal, it was to be treated like a peace offering. You see, they didn't have the meat as often as we do. So any time that they would slaughter their animal, it was a peace offering. And in this way, every meal of meat would be a celebration of the peace and the fellowship that they had with the Lord. Now, the peace offering was different from the burnt offering in that 
either a male or female animal could be offered with the peace offering, whereas with the burnt offering, it could only be a male. And as with the burnt offering, the worshiper would lay his hand on the head of the animal. This was a designation that the animal was representing the worshiper and a transference of the guilt from the worshiper to the animal. Because there could be no peace between the worshiper and God apart from the death of the animal. Then one would slit the animal's throat. Now there was a bloody reality in this old covenant form of worship that was both costly and graphic. It would be costly because, you know, you're having to give up one of the animals out of your herd or flocks. It was graphic because you're the one that is watching the blood pour out after you slit its throat. And then it was a vivid reality of what it costs to have peace with God. No one would ever want to return to that system. I certainly wouldn't. But I think many times we don't fully appreciate what it costs for us to have fellowship with God as they did. Now, the part of the peace offering that belonged to God was the fatty portions, the two kidneys and the fatty lobe attached to the liver. To the ancients, the fat of the animal was considered the delicacy. Frankly, I hate fat. I always have. Uh, But they liked it. And therefore, in their minds, the best part was going to the Lord. This symbolism that fat and fatness are considered the richest and best is found throughout scripture. Psalm 63, five says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Isaiah 55, two says, hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Well, that's the old King James, Uh, but you get the idea. But the fat belonged to the Lord to the point that the people were prohibited from eating it. The peace offering was the third sweet savor offering. Verse 6, if his offering as a sacrifice of a peace offering to the Lord is of the flock, whether male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. If he offers a lamb as his offering... Then he shall offer it before the Lord, and he shall lay his hand on the head of his offering and kill it before the tabernacle of meeting. And Aaron's son shall sprinkle its blood all around on the altar. Then he shall offer from the sacrifice of the peace offering as an offering made by fire to the Lord, its fat and the whole fat tail, which he shall remove close to the backbone, and the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys he shall remove. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as food, an offering made by fire to the Lord. So they're burnt as food, but whose food? Really, the only food since it's being burned as unto the Lord is, is the food that's really being offered up to the Lord. And hence the idea that this is really a meal with God. The only difference of offering your peace offering from the flock versus from the herd is that it mentions the fat tail of the sheep that would be removed. Again, this was considered to be a delicacy and they would have thought that they're giving the best portion to God. But what's interesting is really what we know now is that the fat, the cholesterol, all of that is really uh, bad on your heart. It's 
bad for you. And the Lord was pretty much keeping that part away from them. Verse 12, and if his offering is a goat, then he shall offer it before the Lord. He shall lay his hand on its head and kill it before the tabernacle of meeting. And the sons of Aaron shall sprinkle its blood all around on the altar. Then he shall offer from it his offering as an offering made by fire to the Lord. The fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that is on the entrails, the two kidneys and the fat that is on them by the flanks and the fatty lobe attached to the liver above the kidneys he shall remove and the priest shall burn them on the altar as food an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma all the fat is the Lord's. There, in case you didn't get it the first or second time, the Lord was saying, hey, the fat belongs to me. Verse 17, this shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwellings. You shall eat neither fat nor blood. And we'll find out the reason they couldn't eat the blood is because the life of the animal was in the blood and that God had given to them for their atonement. Now, in all of these offerings, we see that they point to Jesus Christ, that he fulfills them all. And how does he fulfill the peace offering? Well, Colossians 1.19 says that, For it pleased the Father that in him, that is in Jesus Christ, all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. So how is it that we have peace with God now? How is it that we enjoy unbroken fellowship? Well, it's because of the cross of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus, through his blood shed for us, gives us peace with God and ends the enmity that existed between us and God because of our sins. Paul continues the idea in Ephesians 2.14 where it says, For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Now, With this, not only is the Apostle Paul talking about the peace that Jesus brings to us, but he's also talking about the peace that now exists between Jew and Gentile in Christ. Now, we need to understand that when it came to eating a meal, the Jews would never eat a meal with the Gentile because they saw the meal as being a way of becoming one with somebody. And they would never want to become one with a Gentile. That is why when Peter ate in the house of Cornelius, they called him on the carpet for it. What are you doing? You're not supposed to go into the house of a Gentile and eat. And yet the Lord made it very clear to Peter that that was exactly what God wanted him to do. But in Christ, there is no more division between Jew and Gentile. There is oneness in Christ And there is oneness that we have with the Lord. One other thing that is interesting to me is just how often Jesus wanted to eat with people. He was always inviting himself over for dinner. And in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and 
eat with him. So the Lord is continuously looking for these opportunities to have fellowship with you, to eat together, and all of this was foreshadowed in the peace offering, which was really a barbecue between the worshiper, the Lord, and also the priest, because they would get the breast and the thigh of the offering. And then, of course, the rest of the offering that was not the fatty portion would go to the worshiper. How do we apply this? Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You truly have peace with God through Jesus Christ. All that remains is for you to believe and receive that by faith. Satan will try to convince you that God is unhappy with you, that you haven't been good enough in some way, that you fall short, but it's a lie. If you have received Christ's gift of salvation, if you have embraced his finished work on the cross on your behalf, then you have peace with God. Nothing more can be added to it. You can't become more righteous than the righteousness God has given to you as a gift through your faith in Jesus Christ. So we can rejoice in the Lord. We can celebrate and have the the festive meal, as it were, because of what God has done. Be thankful for the fellowship you have with the Father. And remember the cost, the cost of Jesus Christ to bring us that peace with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Next week, we'll move from the voluntary sacrifices to the mandatory ones for the remission of sin. We hope you'll join us as we continue through Leviticus on Simply the Bible. 